Hello, everybody, and welcome to Episodic Memories. My name is Andrew, and sitting across from me, you know him, you love him, you tolerate him, you invite him to parties, he shows up, doesn't bring any snacks, but he's like, well... The gas money I used to come over here kind of equals out what I would have bought. And then you just kind of look at him, and you're just like, really? Really? It's the High Supreme Commander of the Hallmark Channel. It's Mark Gonzalez, everybody. That's right. Hello. How's everybody doing today? Boo. Why didn't you bring chips to my party, you dick? I asked you to bring chips. Um, and you didn't, you dick. I thought when you said bring chips, you meant come in 45 minutes late, grab a road beer, yeah. and then get back in my car and leave. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, you know, that's on me. Yeah. Easy mistake to make. Yeah. E very, very simple mistake to make. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing pretty great, actually. How are you? You sound down, Andrew. Did I wake you? Now, you know, you didn't wake me. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm... I'm ready to I'm ready to talk about the wonderful world of television and these five dollar coupons to Bed Bath and Beyond that I okay. clipped out the other day. Do we have, we don't have any top of show business? Um, uh, we did get an email at a certain point. If I had my phone on me, I could read it. I'll give you the gist. Superfan Mike Gonzalez had this to say: "You guys are great. You love the spooktacular." The end. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Uh, the spooktacular, a lot of work. A lot of work. Uh, Andrew and I, happy with it. Hope that you guys all enjoyed it. Hope you all uh, told your friends about it. Uh, special thanks to Jason Bice. Jason Bice, Jefferson Jason Nolan, Nolan. Katie Jorgensen yeah. for playing parts. Crypt Keeper, of course. We couldn't do it without the Crypt Keeper. Um, but yeah, and, that was... And apparently his understudy... Vincent Price. Vincent Price was did the, the role of Crypt Keeper will be played by Vincent Price. Oh, boo! You have 15 minutes to, to return, return to return the spooktacular. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody did. They just booed they and just watched booed it anyways. And, yeah, yeah. You, how do you think that makes Vincent Price feel? Not good. Not good. But you know, people wanted to see the Crypt Keeper. I understand. It's been a while since they've been able to I see understand. him. Um, it's nothing against Vincent Price. It's just they love the Crypt Keeper more. You go to the, you go to the Broadway. You go to you go to the Great White Way. The Great White Way. You're you're 42nd in Broadway, mm -hmm. and do you see a big picture of Vincent Price no. starring in Speed the Plow? Mm -mm. No, you see the Sprit, the Crypt Keeper in David Mamet's Speed the Plow. Yeah, we all, along yeah. with Idina Mazel. Yeah, and um, Jonathan Silverman. Ooh. That's a good cast. He's come so far from the single guy. I'd watch that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Does the Crypt Keeper ask, you know, who's a fuck? I'll tell you who's yeah. a fuck. You you're, fucking fuck. You're, you're a fuck. Um, anything else going on? What's what's, what's uh, uh, personal I, stuff? Darkness Calls, the web series sensation. The, the movie that, that, that was is... about like a, like a tooth fairy? Yeah. Oh, it was Darkness Falls. I apologize. Yes. Darkness Calls is this web series thing that you got going on with the uh, personal friend of the show, Phil Abaticola. Phil Abaticola and I. You can check that out at YouTube. Uh, just look up Darkness Calls. I'm not familiar with that website. Um, 
Look it up on RedTube. Good. Oh, now that, okay. Is that what their subscription is called? YouTube Red. YouTube Red, okay. And then people said that sounds like RedTube. Sounds like RedTube. And they said, what's that? And they they said, said, it's pornography. And they said, well, anybody who would think of watching pornography on the internet does not belong in this meeting. We do not subscribe to that. YouTube Red. Sign up now. Watch PewDiePie, Mark. Get scared. He's it's it's here. He's gonna yell. It's PewDiePie. Go to YouTube. Darkness calls. Darkness calls. Uh, Lazy masquerade. Give it a watch. It's a it's a fun little spooky video. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, I noticed I wasn't asked to be in it. There's no actors in it, Andrew. Did you want to play the wind chime? Kind of. You know, you know, I had talked to you about playing the wind chime. Playing wind chimes. You know, I had said it's like that's the part I was born to play. Well, what's what's embarrassing is that there was no wind chime, and then you said maybe I could play like a wind chime or something. And, and then, then you went back, and to then f- we rewrote it. Yeah. So there was a wind. There chime. was a wind chime, but and you went not, by, you yeah. went non-union. Yeah. Fucking scabs. Fucking scab wind chimes. I'm doing good too, Mark. We've also got a Kickstarter. Good to see if you. You want to go to Hercules on Kickstarter page? Donate to that. It's a little project I'm associated with. You, you plug machine. They should call you the outlet because you got plenty of plugs. I'm, I'm sorry. I just came up with that one. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry that there are things that I worked on that I I'm know, proud I, of okay. and would like to I, talk I, about. I know. It. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just. I'm just sitting here. Just. I'm listening. Kickstarter.com. The Hercules. Hercules. It's a little motion control camera system. Hmm. You've hit your goal, correct? Yes. But if you'd still like to donate, you can. Yes. How much longer is the Kickstarter running? Today is November 6th, by the way. 20 days. Okay. So by the time this goes up, it'll be about 17 days. But we have various stretch goals Mm. that if we get more money, we will incorporate into the thing. Um. Now, does one of them involve, like, you making a promotional video about the person who donated 50 grand or something like that? I always, like... Oh, we should. I always, like, ridiculous Walk on roll. Yeah. Walk on roll. You get to hold the... You get to hold it. Yeah. In the next promotional video. And then when you do your Darkness Calls Kickstarter, someone gets to replace Andrew again as the, as the, the as wind chime. the other wind chime. As the son of wind chime. Son of chime. They're never going to be able to chime as good as me, and you know it. I know it. But yet, here we are. We're at an impasse. Mark, we're talking about episodic memories. This week on the show, on this show, which you are listening to, where we talk about a random television show that we've never seen. We just pick a single episode and try and figure out what's happening. We are talking about the 1970s procedural emergency. Right. Do you like that noise? That was me. I did that. What do you, I thought that you I thought you you pressed a button on your board. No, that, that was me. You were just doing that you, was me. You were Michael Winslow in it. Yes, you faked yeah. me out. <laughs> um, Mark, what did you know about the show Emergency? Andrew, here's what I knew: nothing, nothing, zero. I, I don't think I knew this was a TV show until I saw it on my Netflix, like you know, recommends. 
I had maybe I'd heard about it on an MST3K, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what network it was on. I didn't know how long it was on. Mm. Didn't really know what it was about. Nothing. I knew nothing about this show. I knew uh, a little bit about this show because my mother and my stepdad watch it regularly still today. Uh, in syndication. In syndication on like those like MeTV. MeTV is my channel. MeTV is where I watch a lot of stuff. And um, uh, I, I knew a little bit about it. I knew it was a procedural and I knew it was about like a paramedic group. Right, but uh, Mark, I, I'll be honest. When you first emailed me, oh. and you said emergency, emergency, I, I thought, well, it's odd that we're gonna be looking at packets of powder that you'd buy at the drugstore. But I bought one anyway, and I watched it for a good fifty minutes, fifty-five minutes, waiting with, for something to happen, commercials. and. Uh, Nothing. Nothing happened. I tore open the package and I I drank what was inside. Yeah. I put it in a in a like a tumbler of, of uh, vodka. Right. Just down. That's it. my Tuesday night, and uh, you know it cleared up my sinuses a little bit. Right. Did you say, um, better than dog with a blog? Yes. I, I did, and then I I said better than Hemlock Grove. Yeah. And then I passed out. It was like a, it was like this big. It was yeah. like a big tumbler was, of vodka. Yeah, a highball. Mark, I tried that joke with you earlier, and you didn't get it. You didn't. Still, kind of don't. Still, it, it. See, it's a product. Yeah. Called emergency. Right. And you go to the store and like you buy it, and it's like, oh, it'll give you all the vitamin C. It'll prevent you from getting sick. Right. Doesn't actually work. No, it's a load of shit. Right. But here we are. As as are most vitamins, apparently. You just uh, poop all that shit out. I poop out a lot of shit. Yeah. Let me tell you. Oh. It's it is it's it's dicey. It gets dicey in the bathroom. Um anything else regarding emergency? I didn't know anything about it. Looking at it and looking at descriptions, I assumed here's what I had assumed about the show before pressing play on my Netflix. Mm-hmm. There's either going to be one giant emergency at the start of the show, or there'll be two emergencies. There'll be one small one at the beginning, and then a big one at the end. And in between, it's going to be these people and relationships. That's hmm. what I had assumed. Okay. So and like I a, think like that's kind of like the ER model. Yes, right? it is. Well, I have news for you. Yeah. It's not that show. It was not that. Mark, let's dive in in a segment we like to call, Hey, 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 hey what's going, going on here? Hey, 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 what is going on here? Mark, emergency with an exclamation point. Right. Debuted on NBC. On January 15th, 1972, and ran all the way until May 28th, 1977. Five years? Five years. Not bad. Mid-season replacement. Did really well. Did really well with young people, Mark. I got news for you. Spawned a cartoon. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Emergency plus four. I look forward to watching that in, like, three months. Would you like to guess what Emergency plus four is? Let me, let, so I gave you the I gave you the title. Emergency plus four. How, how would you pitch How would you pitch the Saturday morning cartoon version of this show? 
uh, all your favorite paramedics mm. from emergency, not the doctors. Not the doctors. They're stuffy and they're boring. Yeah. Uh, they get a dog mm-hmm. and three sassy kids. Oh, okay. And they drive around greater LA mm-hmm. and help solve Fuck shit up. crimes. They should just solve mysteries is what I would hope. Yeah. Uh, you're close. Emergency plus four is basically your two lead paramedics. John and Roy. Uh, saw going and, and helping with emergencies. And then a group of four teenagers are also there for some reason. <laughs> also there. Uh, in Which seems incredibly dangerous, but that's just me. Uh, so, uh, emergency uh, created by Robert A. Sinader. 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 Robert A. Sinader. And uh, Jack Webb and Harold Jack Bloom. I think it's Robert... Uh... Sinatter? Sinatter. That sounds... That's but but it's not A. It's... Uh, nobody knows how to pronounce his name, so uh, it's built into it. It's, so like, it's Robert... Uh, uh, Sinatter? Yep, that's Question it. Mark you got it. Again. Robert uh, Sinatter and Jack Webb, of course, creators of... Dragnet. Dragnet and Adam-12 and Harold Jack Bloom, uh, technically billed as a creator on this show. Uh, he was a writer for... Bonanza, Man from Uncle, directed it a little bit as well. Now, if you've got Dragnet, Adam, one Adam Twelve, and Emergency, all created by the same guys, was this one of those homicide, Law and Order crossover things? Uh, Adam, characters Adam Twelve, I up? believe, did crossover with Emergency every once in a while. And we can assume they are all taking place in the mind of an autistic child. Yes, okay. I think at one point Chips crossed over into Emergency as well. Sure. Uh, this episode, season two, episode three, entitled Showbiz, was directed by Sam C. Friedel, who directed a handful of Adam-12 episodes, and was written by Daryl Henry. Now, according to my Cracker Jack research, he wrote a handful of episodes of Emergency, and the only other thing I could find was something called The Crazy World of Julius Ruder. Andrew, what is the craziest world, crazy world of Julius Ruder about? Um, it's it's about a a uh, Vietnam War veteran that comes back to the United States and pretends to be crazy and gets put into a VA hospital. Then he finds a tunnel underneath the hospital and starts living down there in like a bunker and then falls in love with a doctor. And that's the crazy world of Julius Ruder. The end. It's kind of sad. Yeah. I I want to see a clip of it, but I couldn't. I all I could find it was something in Italian, and I don't even know if it was the movie or not. <laughs> but that's the writer of this episode. Now, Mark, this this show. I should point out that this show likes to pat itself on the back, as to as um, some uh, as. Pushing verisimilitude or what? Pushing paramedic services across the United States. Again, I guess at the time that this show premiered, there were only like twelve, like fifteen or twenty paramedic services, like listed in you know in this episode, like you know fire stations, fire, like fire stations where a fireman is also a paramedic. Yes, or an EMT. Yes, and apparently that wasn't as widespread as it is now. Okay, and they felt that. When by the show, the time the show ended, the statistic that I read was like 
everyone in the United States was living within 20 miles of one of these units. It's pretty good. They also um, uh, believe that they pushed a lot of first aid knowledge on viewers. Right. And they may if it's have... from the the mid 70s i assume most of it is wrong now yeah just start banging on chest man who yeah. cares just tie that belt real tight around that guy's leg if he's bleeding uh and um so they feel like they've saved lives with this show okay maybe they have so just keep that in mind i will mark we open need to rewrite my pages to be oh, more glowing boy. we open with our cold open which is a long one wasn't long it long and cold Time to time from opening to credits. Seven and a half minutes. Nine minutes forty five seconds. Jesus. <laughs> um so now this uh, is a twenty two minute show. This, oh my god. <laughs> Halfway in. Uh we open up at the fire station. Yeah. And our boys fifty one. Yes. Uh which is now the uh, at the time factoid. At the time that the show was created, Los Angeles County did not have a Station 51. Right. Uh, but now the fire station servicing Universal, Universal City, mm-hmm. where this NBC and this thing was shot, now Station 51. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. More fun facts. They're cleaning up at the station. Roy and John are getting ready for a photo shoot that's going to take place here at the fire station. Right. Now, these are our lovable... Our lovable paramedics. Firemen paramedics. paramedics. Yes. Uh, John is real thin. Roy is a little beefier. And older, I believe. Probably a little older. He's married. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But there's models coming to the station for, like, a photo shoot. And John's a bit of a horn dog, right? Yeah, he's like, well, 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 we got these ladies. I got to impress all these ladies. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson Nolan is, will be playing. The role of the crib keeper will be played by Vincent Price, and the role of John Gage will be played by Jefferson Nolan. Uh, there's a call. So as they're cleaning up, there's a call over the speaker box, which this is kind of a famous. I think this is a famous thing for this show. Is the the tones probably all of the um. This is a thing I learned when I was working for a newspaper is that every single um like station in in the area like a like a fire station police or fire station paramedic station they are dictated by tones. So if you're listening to the radio and there's a there's a call that goes out that it's like oh it needs to you know we're going to it, it we the we're if call- a house is on fire they'll go ear ear no. If a guy's getting shot, they'll go beep boop, beep boop. Nope. Nope. Uh, the location. So if you're listening to this, the countywide band of police scanning. I'm pretty sure I'm right. And it's, and if it's, we're calling to Burbank, Burbank's tones will be different than Culver City's tones, will be different than Venice's tones. Right. So in this case. So, uh, so like West Covina's tones be all like. Yeah, we know. It's it's I've I've this guy knows. He's not laughing, but he his girlfriend's here. Girlfriend from Burbank's here. Oh man. It's gonna be an awkward drive home. Uh so the emergency so in this case, station fifty one, it's the noise I made earlier. Why not just say Burbank? 
So it's three tones, and that's it. Why not just say it? I don't know. It's just what it. It's just what, what it is. All right. Maybe because the tones are more distinctive than just saying Burbank, come in, Burbank. I don't know. I don't know. You've got me. All right. Maybe it's a col- it's a holdover from something a long time something ago. a long time ago. Anyway, uh, call goes out and they need to head out to Old King Road because a man. The, the call they get is a man has overturned a car into a ditch. Right. So they all they say okay we gotta go so they get on the they get on the truck and they head out there and boy oh boy do they take their time heading out there we get a montage of the fire station door opening the truck pulling out into traffic yep getting onto the freeway Mm -hmm. getting off of the freeway Mm -hmm. yeah driving down a dirt road it's a very pulling off it's not it's not a fast show when in that regard no it's like we got to get there, so we have to. We see them driving through '70s Los Angeles, and which I thought was cool. I it was neat to see. It's a lot of. It seems like it's a lot of Burbank. Yeah. So uh, they drive. They drive there. They get there. A, a farmhand has is approaches them at the gate and says, "Oh man, I'm gonna get fired. I done fucked up." Yeah. Points them towards the tractor. It's not a car. It's a tractor it's a that's tractor. overturned on this farmer. Right. Uh, and they can't get the truck over there because the ground's too soft. Right. They're, so they're like, any way to get that tractor off of him? And the farmhand says, well, I guess you could drive this, your truck, mm-hmm. and use that. And then they start walking through the field. And Roy says, oh, this is too soft. There's no way we're getting the, the truck over here. And then they get to the guy, and they bend down. And John says, yep. Too soft. No way we're going to get that truck over here. I'm like, were they worried that people forgot what he said eight seconds ago? Maybe. You got to hammer the points, Mark. You got to hammer the points. That's probably a note. Yeah. So they they get there and this tractor. Or it could have been like John needs an equal amount of lines as Roy. Yeah. So they're like, fuck it. John will just parrot whatever he says. Roy says something. John has to say say something. something. They get there and they start their treatment on this farmer and uh, a station wagon pulls up next to the fire truck and it's a Jack Klugman lookalike. Yeah. With uh, the like circus slash like Gilligan's Island music. It's yeah, it's jaunty music. He's dressed kind of I mean, he looks like Klugman, but he's dressed like a southern lawyer. Yeah, he's like I'm a, I may just be a southern lawyer. He's uh he's uh, this is Doctor Not. Do- okay. he's, he's an older, older gentleman that apparently does house calls. He's like a dyed in the wool doctor, right? But he's got this weird, like circus music that plays every time he appears on screen. So he sees this and he goes walking over towards the incident. Yeah, in Andrew. The what incident? What did you think was going on with this? Did you just sit back and let the story wash over you? The music told me that it was going to be something like the scores in these older 60s and 70s shows really went out of their way to tell you how to feel. Right. Like there's no like this guy's going to be a character. He's going to he's going to come in. He's going to be bothersome. But as soon as he pulled out the doctor bag, like you immediately were like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. I thought he was a con man. Oh really? Yeah, I was like, "What's this? Who? What's this other guy doing here?" But then he has a doctor bag, and he's like, "I'm a doctor." And then the farmhand says, "Yeah, he is." And I was like, "I thought he was just like gonna steal some morphine or something." That's what I thought. He's gonna steal a truck, just drive away. Yeah. 
the doctor tries to help. He he says he's a doctor, and he like looks. He just kind of stands there, right? And watches gives, this happen, and then he gives the paramedic shit. He's like, you know how to handle that IV? And the guy's like, in my sleep. Fuck you. you. That's how I handle it. So uh, we get about two and a half minutes of doctor talk. Yeah, just fussing around, and, and it's like the um, there there's a technical director on this show as well. They were they apparently the producers tried to pride themselves as being as realistic as possible yeah. in their, their in their dialogue, and apparently they also. Uh, Jack Webb instructed writers to make sure that they, it doesn't necessarily have to be in Los Angeles County, but any of the cases that are in the show had to come from some logbook somewhere in the country so you could lend itself to to, to a realistic uh, Thanks. thing. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right. Not, not like I'm a writer who could just come up with this shit, but sure, I'll pour over logbooks, logbooks of... Oh, guy fell in a ditch. Great. Couldn't have come up with guy fell in a ditch on my own. Did you come up with guy fell in a ditch? I can never come yeah, up exactly. with guy that's, fell in a that's, ditch. That's, God, that's so, it's so fucking tight. It's so good. So they fuss they have with, a bio phone, too. They do. They're trying to, uh, they're trying to radio in to Rampart Hospital, right. which is the other component. It's the order to the law of in this, this, show, in this yeah. show, and that we have paramedics, but we also have doctors. Ram- Rampart Hospital is a fictional hospital, but it's where all the doctors live. They can't get the in touch. The phone doesn't work. They can't get in touch with uh, the uh, the hospital because they, they, they can't throw a signal far enough. Right. And so they they hand over control of the patient to the Dr. doctor, Doctor Not, which I guess is a real thing where it's like these paramedics can't administer any medication without approval from a doctor. Because that's why they always call in Yes. for Rampart, is they're like, this guy's down, I want to give him an IV. And they go, yeah, okay, sure, go for fuck it. it. Whatever, no skin off my back. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor starts helping, but he uh, he has like a, he clutches, a attack, his, yeah. clutches his chest in, in pain and collapses as well. The ambulance shows up along with the, the state troopers and uh, they start assisting as well. They manage to push the tractor off the dude and pull him out of there, but now they got to deal with Dr. Knott. Right. He's had a heart attack. He had a, so, he had you know, stakes are raising, even though it's just ridiculous that more and more people are showing up and kind of doing heart shit. Attacks. Yeah. So, and uh, then it just kind of ends. It's like, well, we did it, and, and now we got to go to the hospital. Right. So we end that, and I'm like, okay, we're going to get back to this nurse's, this uh, model storyline. Good. No. Nope. Hospital. We get our we get our uh, intro credits, which uh, it's you can you can see like when I watched these credits, I thought like this is Police Squad, like it's done <laughs> in a very particular kind of way. They, I thought Love Boat because it's it's I thought it was weird that they didn't move that the the credit is it's like directly center frame, like. Over yes. the top of faces, you think yeah, that like they would right move, through somebody's mouth. You think they'd move it down to the bottom third, but also so we could see the person's face. It also gives their like credentials in case you wanted to hire them for yeah, something. Because yeah. it's like Dixie Hart, RN, uh, Doctor Beckett, General Practitioner, and like 
but like their phd yeah rna yeah. and all this stuff and i'm like i we want to know do I care? we want to know you want to be involved in the world of emergency mark right act one at the hospital we have handsome doctor and older doctor mm-hmm. handsome doctor is dr brackett and older doctor is dr early they're discussing a car accident victim who killed a kid this seems to be from an earlier episode or like a season-long arc, maybe. I don't think so. Oh, you don't think so? I do not think so. Oh, that's weird. I think these are all one-offs. I was certain this had, this had happened in the previous episode. You th- Okay, all right, all right. So there's a car accident. I don't think so. I think if it if it was, I, maybe that would make a little bit more sense, but I don't, I don't think that they're that connected like that. Okay. So uh, they're they're discussing that this woman hopped a curb and killed a kid. And killed a kid uh, accidentally. So uh, meanwhile, over the squawk box, the firefighters say that Doctor Not doesn't want to be admitted to the hospital. He says he's got too much work to do. Right. Doctor Brackett says, and see, this is another thing where I'm like, Doctor Not's hiding something. <laughs> Why don't you want to go to the hospital? What are you, what are you hiding? Now, again, I think you're jaded because years and years of procedurals had has taught you that you need to, like, if this... Also if, my years of conning. Yeah, that's true. And stealing <laughs> morphine from paramedics. <laughs> that's awesome. and now, if this had happened on House, where is this, like, lovable doctor not had yeah. shown up to the the, the uh, yeah, you're, teaching hospital there, you're like, like, House would have sniffed him out. War and, criminal. Yeah. Right away. He's a Nazi, Nazi sympathizer. I know. I, I got your fucking number, man. <laughs> Doctor uh, Doctor uh, Brackett says, "Tough shit. Bring him in here. I don't, yeah. I don't give. I don't give a fuck. I don't Dude. give a fuck." He says he already paid for the ride. <laughs> that made me laugh because yeah. you know ambulance rides are like five thousand dollars. Yeah, or whatever. it's like, so it's you like might, you you're in well there. Just, just do donuts in the parking yeah. lot. Then T- go through a drive-through. Who gives a shit anymore? So they arrive at uh, at uh, Rampart Hospital, and Doctor Not can't believe that Doctor Brackett is so young. Here's this young, handsome doctor who's the head of the apparently the <laughs> oh <emergency>. you. <laughs> he says you must be Doctor Brackett's daughter. It's like what? oh you. <laughs> Do you come with the vote? <laughs> uh, older doctor, Doctor Early, talks with the kid killer. Yeah, we're kind of jumping around, but it's it's not it's not fast. It's just kind of scenes just kind of happen. And we're done. And now we're and moving. We're, we're moving on. We're and moving we're on, everybody. Doctor Early talks with the kid killer. She's really upset that she killed the kid. She's like crying, and she's, she's staring off into she's the middle crying. distance. She's crying. She says, "I need to. I need to know. I need to. I need to pay for my crimes. I I did a bad thing." And he's like, "Did you mean to hit this girl on the sidewalk? Because it seems like it was an accident." I don't really, I don't remember why she jumped the curb. I, it might have been discussed in the, in the. In if there was a previous episode, it was discussed in that. But it seemed like what they're, they're. Did I, she have I, some kind of like she? she, she I, I assume she had some kind of blackout or something. She had I, a blackout, but we don't know what caused it. But then I think that we learn later on in the episode what caused it. Okay. Yeah. Because they say that, like, the police found that she was not at fault, right? Yes, yes. L- a little later. Uh, so she's really upset about it, and she gives her big Emmy crying speech right here in Act 1. You'd save the tears for Act 4, at least. 
uh, early in bracket, then argue, go and talk with Dr. Knott. Dr. Knott wants to be let out of the hospital so he can get back to work. And they're like, bro, you had a, you had a heart attack, attack like man. 25 minutes ago. So you might want to just hang out. Just hang out. Yeah. Just chill, man. We see this guy's chest a lot. That was... <laughs> That that throw you for a loop? I like every single. I feel like a body a, like that. Every like, act, they're ripping open his shirt. <laughs> like, oh, another like, shirt! Displaying his old man chest. Back at the fire station, John is still excited about the models that are supposed to be coming. But they go and talk to the fire chief, who's there with the ad exec that is setting up this this uh, picture taking venture. Yeah, this real seventies slick guy. He's like, got. Oh, hey, you, hey. you, oh, John, let me look at you. Kind of, yeah, looks at you, but doesn't look at you, because he's like, show me your teeth, kid. So like he, he's looking at a horse. He goes and looks at John, and he's like, John, you'll be perfect. He's like, you'll be perfect. Perfect for what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why does he keep looking at my teeth? I don't even know what's going on. I'm a paramedic. I'm a tractor. What's happening? Yeah, paramedic. Yeah, So make a couple feel better. <laughs> uh, gonna yep. drive in the car. Uh, yeah, it'll be yep. fun. Here's what you do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna not. Uh, well, first off, I'd say uh, you know don't uh, don't fall in the tractor. That's uh, that's so they number say, one. Number one, John, you're gonna be with the models. A boing. And Roy kind of just like that yeah. old son of a gun. Fucking motherfucker. Alarm goes off call out for a drowning <laughs> right in so, the fire station so this is so this we get is, like six this is a six, trope of this show we get like 60 seconds of the station i like, don't even i guess here's the thing what's the a plot there is doctor not the the a plot is is it the models is it the a plot is doctor not because okay. he's through he's the through line he's through, through the whole thing but so are the models but the models are like a that's a b plot that's a deep subplot anything that takes place at the fire station is not the thrust of the show it's supposed to be like slice of life back at the station and then we get a little taste of it and then there's another emergency and they go have to go out on another call right and that's and it's a that's a little bit of realism right that it's like it's they're always gonna go it's not good tv it's not great tv writing because it's 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 weird and disjointed and you're like wait who yeah what what, hold on what is the main thing that i'm supposed to be paying attention to and that's why i don't know maybe i maybe i'm just bringing a lot of my own shit to it but i was like the the two hunky paramedics and the model thing that seems interesting to me Mm -hmm. that should be our a plot or this older doctor who has recurring symptoms that should be our a plot instead it's kind of split between the two but then there's also okay so drowning there's a drowning so they say go go take care of the drown go get the drowned go get the drownman right paramedics show up uh john and roy roll out and they run to the backyard and they find a woman crawling out of a pool and she says, no, it's not me. It's my husband. Right. He's the one. There's so a big black splotch at the bottom of the pool. John jumps in and uh, starts to save the guy. And uh, that's your act out. It's a, oh, it's a fair act out. The boys, top of act three, the boys pull out Albert. 
of, of the pool, and he's wearing a wetsuit. Right. Uh, Ellie, uh, the uh, paramedic, the the wife, p- the police show up as well. Okay. So they're he nearly drowned, but they bring him back around, and he's like, "Stupid, stupid diving." Gear. That's, that's what you get when you buy on you, sale. Yeah, this is. He I was had, supposed to have fifteen minutes, so it's down there for five. Yeah, fucking bullshit, man. And yeah. he, he had like a diving belt on as Thanks well. Obama. But uh, after he wakes up, he starts complaining about a real searing pain in his chest, and so the boys call back into Rampart, and they're like, "It's in the biophone. We want to give an IV." And uh, he's like, but he's complaining of chest, uh, um, chest pains, and he's going into shock. Right. And he's and the doctor's like, hmm, use my handsomeness to figure this out. And usually, if this were a house episode, like things would get worse, and then we'd it would we'd figure it. The house would somehow look at like a bus stop the the wrong way or something, and then he'd go, that's it. Yeah, he'd see a reflection in a mirror, so that like a bus. Uh, a bench advertisement was backwards and he'd go of course it reminds me there's a there is like a house episode where he is like he's like flirting with this one woman apparently she's uh um on it's on video phone and she's like in like antarctica and but she's like sick and so she um house like the two of them are flirting heavily with each other and at a certain point house needs to like inspect her to figure out what's wrong with her and so he has her stripped down completely and show her body to him over the video phone so he can figure out like what's wrong and she tells him well i don't want to take off my socks because my feet will get cold and because he was flirting with her he does he lets her keep her socks on but it turns out that the clue he would have needed was on her foot. Oh yeah, that she had like some kind of like frostbite or something. Yeah, that was spreading, and um, he then chided himself for letting his letting his feelings get in get in the in way, the way of, of being his... a damn good doctor. Yeah. Anyway, Rampart, the doc, 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 handsome doctor figures this out immediately. There is nothing. That's a there's that no was a, mystery here. That was an episode long uh, mystery in terms of that house episode. This is he sits for a second and he goes, uh, "Did he get in an accident uh, recently? recently?" And the wife says, "Yeah, he actually did. He was uh, motorcycling, motorcycling and fell off." And they decide that he's like, check for uh, trauma in the extremities. Right. So they pull up his leg and they see this big gnarly bruise, blood clot. So, uh, yeah, he's got like yeah. that. So they bring him in. Now, I thought the guy had symptoms similar to Dr. Knott. So I was like, okay, there's a bug going around L.A. I feel like I'm just grasping for, like, things to pl- tie this whole story nope. together. You're, and it's, you're really, there's nothing you're really, there. Dr. Knott, we cut back to the hospital. Dr. Knott is rolling around in his wheelchair, and he's being a real curmudgeon because he's, he's, he wants he to. He says they're imprisoning him. He wants to help, but the, the, the rest of the doctors like, just fucking just be a patient down be a fucking just patient. show off your chest and just be a patient okay um he overhears a sick man doisty sick man he overhears a sick man that uh, they don't know what's wrong with them and he sits there and tries to diagnose it now again in any other modern medicine episode like show this would this would be an episode long this thing of him thing. trying Mystery to illness. figure it out. What could it be? How can we treat he it? Would try and research it, and but like keep his research secret because he's supposed to be sick and in bed and right. 
No, he um, he just rolls up on the guy and he's like, "Hey, where are you from?" He's like, "I'm I'm I'm out in the rural country." And, he, and then, what, what are you? Where are you? A fucking farmer or something? Yeah, I didn't tell you that, but yeah, I am a farmer. What do you grow? T- oranges, tangerines. What kind of fertilizer you use? I like from a bag, I guess. Got it <laughs> from a bag. Now he immediately he he thinks that uh, the guy's sick because of uh, crop dusting or right. insecticides, and the guy's like, well, "No, I haven't." I have What if his answer to everything was um, chemtrails? It's like I've got it. It's in it's the sky. Chemtrails, doctor. It's not, it's, Are you we've okay? We've all seen it. It's all up there. It's the biggest. I know what clouds look like, and I know I, what water vapor know, looks I've like. I've seen what and happens. Look at this. Look. Look you at see, this. Oh, they hang in the air, and then they're gone. That's not how clouds work. Actually, that's exactly what uh, he rolls up on the guy and he's like, hey, have you been huffing insecticides when you're planting your stupid oranges? He's like, no, I was out picking, but I, I haven't used insecticide lately. So that stumps him. And I thought, OK, now we got a thing. Now it's going to be a thing. We cut to the it's the literally the next scene that the he's being inspected by the nurse and right. like one of the orderlies or something like that. And uh Doctor Not like crashes through. The He's having wheelchair doors. races around with Tom Cruise and the other guy from Days of Thunder. He bashes through the doors and he goes, "What is across from your orchard?" And he's like, "I don't know, like a ranch or something." He's like, "That's it, gotcha." There's an insect that gotcha, they're spraying over there, and it carried over to you. And then he offers a a, a drug. I recommend giving him. Black tar heroin. Yeah. <laughs> just nicotine and black tar heroin. Started spinning around in his wheelchair. Right. Going, Woo! Plays murder ball in the halls. <laughs> uh, and so that's the end of that subplot. So long, okay. subplot. Thanks, subplot. Thanks Goodbye. for coming. <laughs> da, 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 da. John talks with Albert's wife and he gives her the rundown. He essentially says there's a blood clot somewhere in Albert's body, but right. we don't quite know where it is. Is this blood clot? Have you have any ideas? And I'd love to hear it. Where's this mysterious blood clot? Um, but he also is kind of implying that like Albert's really sick, so yeah, he might be dead. So just so you know, so you know, I don't know if you got any insurance money coming your way, but uh, <clears throat> I got a couple of weeks of vacation time if you uh, you, you know, catch my drift. Back uh, outside, people are giving John shit about this modeling thing. Right. His big burly friends are like, "Oh, Miss Model over here, gonna gonna do a do a cute little pose for us. Gonna gonna get a little copper tone girl ad out of this." And then uh, he says, "Well, how did you hear about that?" And they're like, "Oh, Roy told me. Roy tells us everything. Everything. Fucking Roy." Uh, so then he tells Roy to, "Hey, eat shit. Fucking fuck off." However, uh, Dr. Knott is discharged. And right. He's like, well, boys, I'm leaving. Look at my chest. Yep. Got to go star in a new adaptation of Quincy. Got to go Got to go to a vet. Got to go to a vet nearby because uh, these puppies are sick. <laughs> Back at the station, the models are ready for pictures. John is worried about a cut on his face, so he's fretting in front of the mirror. And then he's awkwardly put in the scene. Uh, and they take pictures of him, and it looks very weird, and it takes forever. And and it looks weird and dumb, and the girls... I don't know if we're supposed to be laughing. Where the... where the, I don't know. I don't know it's where... It's just the, silent. Like, they're just staring at each other. They kind of just stare, and he, like, awkwardly holds an axe, and they take pictures and of he, him. And like, looks to the left, and like, don't look. 
don't look at the camera. He's like, okay. And then right. he kind of sits and he sits and they're like, don't just be, just be a fireman. And this is where I'm like, why is this our A plot? That's the act out. It's not the A plot, <laughs> but it's, I am confused as to why this is the act out. Yeah. Act five. Five out of 15. No, four. <laughs> act like four. like a lot of acts here. In the ready room, the girls flirt with uh, some porn looking guy. Some, yeah. Another firefighter. Another firefighter with a big staff. This one's an actual fight. This is like he's just a firefighter, not a paramedic. Right. And John makes a point of this because they're like, they get a call who's for that guy. And he says, that's just, oh, just another stupid. That's just a firefighter. We do have a good joke here. Where they get, it, I don't know if it's a good joke or I was just desperate for a joke and we got it. Where they say, because they comment on the fact that John cut himself shaving. Yeah. And then they have to put pancake makeup on him. Yes. And then they say, who's that fucking guy with, with the six stash? And they say, John says, he's just a fireman. I'm a fireman and paramedic. I save lives. And then they say, well, you need it with the fucking way you shave. Gotcha. Bang. Bang. Take that, you dirty motherfucker. <laughs> uh, Risking your fucking life. The girls are flirting with the porn stash guy, yep. but then there's a call that goes out that's for a trash fire. Right. So he has to leave, and then John takes the... He sa- he sits down, he says, I don't have to leave. I don't handle trash I don't, fires. I don't handle trash fires. I save lives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then he, he like touches their legs. Dr. Knott shows up at the ER again, and he wants to see the tractor driver because right. technically that's, that's still his patient. His patient. Still. Uh, and we also get a very quick line that Albert's doing well, too. So. Blood clock eye. So yeah. Remember when we said earlier that he's probably going to die? I have news. Probably not. Not going to die. We just kind of scooped in and just we just took out all his veins. No, Pretty easy, no actually. Fuss, no moss. Yeah. While uh, Knott's at the uh, hospital, of his bones while we were just, at it. Turns pull, out you don't need them. Pull them all out. It's your only. It's, you don't need them. They'll break. You can, you know, why need them? He can find. It's just sit in a chair. It's yeah. fine. While he's at the hospital, Knott has more chest pains. Right. And right. And then we're not done with this yet. Taken into taken into an OR where we get to see his chest again. Yes. Uh, while this is taking place, the, the dad of the dead kid wants to see the woman that killed his daughter. Right. And this guy looks straight out of Central Casting. They were like, we need like a Marlon Brando uh, screaming Stella, open his shirt up, right. kind of. Some of our some of our scenery looks a little little smooth. We need somebody we need to just come just over and chew on that up for Chompa, chompa, so he's like, where is she? I want to meet the woman that killed my daughter. And so and he, the nurse is the like, head nurse, like, tell like, eat, eat just, shit, man. She's like, go eat a dick. <laughs> right? I ain't got time for your fucking time. shit. Like, where the fuck is she? And, she? and then another, is it a, another nurse or a doctor comes, like, does a drive by with information where he's like, she's fucking dead, man. No, well, going. no. This is the this is the best part because if this was if this I I want to say that this was not a multi episode arc, which just right. cracks me up even more that this is how they they solve it is she cried earlier about killing this kid on accident, right? And then um, they tell her they're like, look, the police exonerated her, right? She's it was an accident. That's right. what it was. And then the doctor early shows up and and he's like, well, I still want to talk to her. And he, then the doctor early says, well, then you better talk to the coroner. She just had a brain hemorrhage. She's 
dead. dead. And then it's like, here's here's like Laurel and Hardy like wheeling her off. Like, <laughs> let's see what you've done now. Yeah. So I guess like, obviously she had some sort of brain problem. She had like a, a tumor or, or something was causing her something. to black out. And then she died in the hospital. But I like how we didn't see her. She died off camera. She didn't come in camera. She she she, she died. She died there, off camera. She was just there, and then she died. And then this, then the 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 the, the dad's like, oh shoot, yeah, I wanted to yell at her. So what am I supposed to feel? That's the thing. It's just like a Me cold, an audience cold member. and uncaring world, I guess. I guess. The, 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 his daughter's dead, but now the driver's dead. The accident. The, she's dead, but due to an unrelated incident, like thing. He doesn't get any closure from from Anything. this. I why even include? I I don't know. I it's it, this was, was it that weird. hard. To, I I don't know. Was it that hard to fill time? Just show more driving shots of. There's one moment a little later that I don't. I wonder if you noticed. Okay. That I feel like the the editor was like we have. We have like we need another 20 seconds yeah look we could either run another little debbie snap cake ad or we uh cut to dr not who is recovering after his second second heart heart attack heart attack effectively he wants chew he wants chewing tobacco right the nurse was gold so he gives some he gives some shit to the nurse the nurse gives him some shit and it's very funny and right and it's it's very lighthearted. But then the doctor reaches up to try and like change a light or something. Right. Ends up breaking off a catheter. Stop using dirty catheters. We I've been saying this for years, Mark. Stop using dirty, dirty catheters. catheters. Breaks a catheter in his oh, arm. Multitasking. <sighs> Remote. The woman so the, the nurse is like, Oh Oh shit. Fuck. So she jumps into action, ties a tourniquet on the guy's arm, right, and calls in the doctor, and then wheels in this huge like piece a death of, ray. It looks like of machinery to go like... and figure out if this, if the two, if the glass in his vein now has traveled any further. Yeah, James Bond is going to talk now. Yeah, I don't expect you. I expect you to die. Right. Uh, and it turns out that she thought quick and saved the guy. She saved Doctor Knott. All so- right. Accident prone doctor not. He's had two heart in the past seventy two hours he's had two heart attacks boom, a dirty boom, catheter boom, broken off boom, in his boom. arm. And then circus music following him wherever, wherever he goes. Wherever he goes. Uh and so Doctor Early gives him the advice to retire. Yeah. Back at the fire station, John is mad about the ladies. For some reason feels like he struck out yeah he's also like, feels like they weren't digging him yeah he's like fucking yeah I, I whip my penis out that's what you do yeah i was like ladies and then they just were weirded out by it dear abby my ass that's what she suggested yeah said i don't know throw your wiener out there alarm goes off a man is trapped at the movie studio <sighs> right here we go again <clears throat> We had some real great driving shots of '70s LA during this because they all run out and they and they and what I assume was the universal, universal lot. That's I'm pretty confident that's the universal lot, which probably my favorite part of this I love whole episode. Seeing that was stuff, yeah, seeing the universal back lot as they drive through old Mexico and then they drive through the downtown area, and it looks like we see the Cabot Cove, Jurassic the jaws area but i don't know I'm, if i think that i thought that was it i thought that it just doesn't look as gussied up yeah i think it i think it was just an old town lake area because 
Jaws didn't come out till 1975, so right, they probably hadn't done that yet. Because if this show was 72, or this this episode was 73, wasn't it? Yes. Anyways, looking at Universal in the 70s, pretty cool. So they get to the movie studio, and uh, there's some stuntmen uh, who are yeah. This is top act five now. Stuntman, uh, they this director who again, there's like we want director type. We give us director type. So he's, he's talking to these paramedics. Yet he has a big stogie in his hand. Stogie beard like riding pants yeah like glasses and like a like, like a we like was a, shooting the picture and the thing went over the cliff he's got that ed wood yeah yeah microphone they're like well you don't need the, the, we're we standing have, right we here. have megaphones as well cut uh apparently they're shooting a western picture and a wagon is went off the cliff uh they're fake their fake cliff accidentally right. and now it's trapped two stuntmen on this waterfall right so this takes forever this is excruciating yeah the paramedics have to get down to the uh wagon to right. save one one uh, dude that is uh hanging precariously over the edge and his Ma- foot is stuck in the wagon prop yes the water is still running and as soon as i saw the water running i was like Somebody should turn that off. And then 20 seconds later, John says, can we turn this water off? And a guy goes, nope. The wagon broke the valve. off the valve. Yeah. So they can't, they can't touch it. Also, they don't have access to a ladder, a ladder truck, That's apparently. tall enough. So uh, one of they the... crane. One of the grips who I... Uh, look, the union. I would, would not no, recommend. Do not use a crane. Do not for use medical a purposes. Get a get a fucking helicopter. And that's not my. Cr- that's not his crane that, to that's use. Not, yeah, yeah. That's the, the studio. The studio is not does not want that on their hands. So yeah. they decide to use a studio crane to to lift this guy. If so, someone gets more <clears throat> hurt with the studio crane, guess who's at fault? Yeah, the studio. Right. Thank you. And I thought someone was gonna get hurt. I mean, they're swinging this fucking guy around who might have a spinal it's, uh, injury. Does have a spinal injury. He complains that he can't feel his legs. Yeah. So uh, John jumps in and starts uh, trying to help this guy, and the the wagon is teetering on the edge of this waterfall. So Roy jumps down and a couple other uh, firefighters to like tie the wagon off, right? And tie off John, right? Uh, and they've managed to break him out of the wagon and pull him to safety but boy does this take a while yeah boy oh boy it's excruciating so finally they pull him free and then they let go of the ropes and the wagon falls and yay and it i want it should have exploded that would have been great that it should have they should have cut to that stock footage of that car of the, that car going off the cliff just the, then the reaction shot <laughs> oh man that was a close one uh, they use it, and then they use the studio crane to move the guy down. I have here. It seems a little too jostly for someone with a spine injury. Yeah, they, really... they like strap him into this bench, and then they're just yeah, swinging he's this Cause, backboard cause come... all over the fucking like, place. I, now I can't feel below my neck. And Thanks, guys. I it smells like a shit myself, but I don't know. Back at the ER, Bracken and Early talk about not retiring. Early says, "I think I might have an idea," and he I... makes a phone call. Yeah, makes one makes one phone makes call. Makes one phone call. That's how cool this guy is. That's how handsome he is. 
Nod is leaving again, and he thanks the nurses, and he's like, well, I'm back to the practice. And Early says, well, what if you? I told you that you could take a year-long cruise? Right. Wouldn't that sound fun? And, and it's like, I don't want to take a I'm cruise. Not, I'm I a got, doctor. I got so much work to do. And they said, not even if you were the doctor on that cruise ship? Right. And he's like, what? And uh, apparently that one phone call, he was able to get... Whoever was this the random, original doctor this, fired. Yeah, killed. Get this old man. This old man with accident prone. Accident prone and and weak hearted old man onto a cruise ship. Right. Uh, for a year long stint as the ship's doctor. But <clears throat> this doesn't. The thing that Not complains about is that he has patience. Yeah, so he's just gonna up and so leave. He's like, well, now he's like, oh, well, fuck him then. Yeah, I'll just leave. Yeah, um, I don't know. He just, I think he just wants to. He just wanted to be important. I get work. that. I don't know. Well, he thinks about it. Maybe it, we'll see him again. Yeah, it just wraps up too cleanly. Like it would have been better, in my opinion, if we had gotten a scene with not getting the job offer. Yeah, and then the di- and then you know early and bracket look at each other and like wink. Like and we're like, oh, we know what happened here. It's weird for him to go up to him and say, like, like I got you a fucking job. There's a lot of convenience in this in this show. I don't want to don't come don't, in my don't hospital again, fuck motherfucker. Me on this. Uh, then we cut to back at the fire station. Now this is the thing that I th- I noticed, and I don't know if you noticed it, where Joe and Roy have a conversation about like something at the fire truck and the scene the dialogue ends and so does the scene and the two of them stare at each other yeah for an uncomfortably amount of time <laughs> long yeah. time until either someone said cut but uh we ran out of tape in the mag <laughs> you can see you could tell that like that felt stretched so uh, is that a cut is, is that a cut is that a cut keep acting Keep acting until he says cut. Is that a cut? I guess I could stage work. Let me polish this axe. Hmm? Oh. Oh, uh, sorry. Cut. cut. Sorry. Yeah. Do we, I'm sorry. That, that was, was on, on me. Sorry, guys. Let's go again, guys. Sorry uh, about that. But longer. Well, I need more of an uncomfortable silence. I have to, a lot of heads and tails on this scene. So no. don't start your dialogue until at least 45 seconds in. All right. Uh, they get called into the chief's office. The ad exec is in there, and he says, the client won't buy it. Joe, you, John, you just don't look like a firefighter. Yeah. But they saw Roy. He'd be the perfect candidate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now Roy is going to be. Roy's going to be in the modeling thing, even though Roy was giving John shit all week about right. it. And now we get more tales, because this was the funny thing where Roy, I th- this this was the one that stuck out to me. Because they're like, Roy, you'll be the model now. And Roy's like, what? And he looks left, right, at John, off, back to John. Like, what? <laughs> and it goes for, who, I'd who say, are, 15 who seconds. Who are you people? No. 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 no! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. And so you wanted it. Then it was a, you know, a boing. Boom. And that was it. Now was that from a log record too? Of like, they were they were modeling. They were firemen modeling, probably. and then one of them got replaced by his friend. I like, bet. I bet that was probably in there. Uh, 
And that's the end of that episode of Emergency. Mark, what did you think of Emergency? It wasn't good. In fact, it was bad. I thought um, it wasn't so much as good as it was <laughs> as it was bad. bad. Uh, like I said, I hated that storylines kept getting interrupted by throwing it over to emergencies. Like, how many emergencies are there in the show? There's seven. Uh, there's the tractor, there's Dr. Knot, there's the scuba diver, there's the, um, the movie studio. There's Dr. Knot's arm. There's, yeah. There's the girl. There's technically, I guess, the guy running in, the dad. Maybe, maybe you're right, because, like, the other thing is, is that we don't ever get a conclusion on the studio guy, so maybe he's in the next episode. Maybe. Yeah, that's how we, that's what you tune in for, and then we find out he's, he's fine. He's paralyzed. He's paralyzed from that tractor, and he was doing fine, and then the tractor shook him like a yeah, baby. He, well, you know, he was, yeah, he was doing fine, and then the crane. Oh, the crane snuck in in the middle of the night yeah. and poisoned him. Put a pillow over his yeah. face. <laughs> it's a tight parking lot. Yeah. We cut to Dr. Brackett just watching the crane leave. He's just drinking a cup of coffee. <laughs> Good thing I'm on break. Uh, I thought it's it's okay. I like what they were trying to do. It's definitely very, you know, it's 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 Dragnet with paramedics. That's right. what it is. It's this it's no nonsense doctors and everything gets wrapped up and at least it isn't about communism. I guess that's what we that's I mean, yeah. That's the one thing we can say that Dragnet can't say is at least they weren't just fucking hunting reds all day. I was waiting for them to be for an emergency to come in of like of one of those goddamn hippies smoking a marijuana cigarette. Ate a California cheeseburger. And it's their baby. It's a baby, and John decides to not help. And we get the sense that he did the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, his house wouldn't have burned down if he wasn't smoking those marijuana cigarettes. They just let it burn to the ground. Yeah, they just stood up, They stood back. They're like, one less. <laughs> From sea to shining sea. Let him burn. I thought it was okay. I didn't care Inoffensive. Inoffensive. I thought it was slow. I thought... It's a precursor to the 80s when we get... If we if we didn't have if we didn't stuff, have yeah. emergency if we didn't have dragnet we wouldn't have water and I know you hate this argument yeah because it doesn't really make any sense but you can see where the building blocks are they're taking the procedurals they're putting them out there at least it's not like you know like a lawyer procedural or a police procedural where it's just white dudes talking to each other in suits drag that's what dragnet was, it was yeah. white dudes talking to each other in suits Th- meanwhile this is like Okay, here's we're seeing the fire white engine. People talking we're, to other we're white seeing people. the fire engine. We're seeing the they're, they went they tried to go the extra mile to make it as legitimate as possible. Yeah, but I think that in an in an effort you you can go too far with this like realism and saying like this is what it's really like. They have to call on the biophone and a- ask for an IV every single time. Like that drove me insane. That every scene they're doing that, and there's a doctor somewhere who's saying, okay, give them a different type of medicine. Now give them this, because did you notice that 
the like designation on the IV changes because they'll be like, give them DVM four. Yeah. All right. Give them DX 72. And you're like, doesn't mean anything to me. I want to know. I want interactions. I don't want random emergencies that were pulled from, you know, a, a list of all medical emergencies. And like guy was in a pool. Well, that's what law and order did. That's what law and order does. Ripped from the headlines. That there's a thing right at the front that says yeah. like based on true events, names have been changed, that kind of thing. But obviously it's done to such an extreme that it just got weird and you're like, oh like that monkey one Randy, that I love. Randy Scalar's here. Where's Jason? <laughs> Which one's the murderer? One of them one of them, if not both, are the murderers. Uh I thought it was okay. okay. But Mark after grinding such an axe, we're going to move on to a segment we call, Well, well you, you fucking do, do it. it, where Mark and I will discuss pages that we've written for a potential very next episode. Very next episode of, of Emergency. Emergency. Mark, we'll start with your pages. Okay. Andrew. Yeah. Uh, I will play Dixie and Scene Directions. Mm-hmm. You can play John. Mm-hmm. Uh, dispatch. Got it. And I will also play Roy and Dr. Brackett. So John and Dispatch. That's it. Got it. Here we go. Interior, fire station 51, break room. John sits at the coffee table with Nurse Dixie sitting opposite him. John nervously sips from his cup of coffee. How's the coffee, Dixie? Good coffee, you think? The coffee's fine, John. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. Like the coffee. I never drink the stuff anymore. Goes right through me, you know. Sure, John. Oh, why'd I say that? Ah, so dumb! You're acting like this is a first date. Well... I mean, at first, that's what I thought you were doing when you invited me to coffee, but when you told me to just meet you at the fire station, I, I knew it wasn't a date. Only an idiot would have a date at their job. Yeah, 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 right. An idiot would do that. Listen, Dixie, I have to ask you. A shift, roll out, car accident on PCH, possible heart attack. God damn it. I'll be right back. Don't, don't, just don't leave. Montage of truck leaving the station, pulling onto the freeway, pulling off the freeway, arriving at the accident. Exterior, PCH, accident. John and Roy jump out of the truck and run to the accident. John grabs the biophone while Roy capably handles the medical bag. We see a car crash into an embankment. An old man sits in the driver's seat, clutching his chest. Hang in there, old timer. Dr. Brackett, uh, we've got an elderly man with signs of a heart attack. We'd like to administer an IV. An ambulance is on its way. Go ahead with the IV. Administer DX450. As Roy readies the IV, John hangs up the biophone. You're going to be okay, old-timer. Unlike my partner, whose coffee date was DOA. Hey, I'm still buttering her up, okay? You'll see. Interior, fire station, break room. John and Dixie are back at the table. Sorry about that. I understand. Now, what did you want to talk to me about? Well, Dixie. I, I, I can call you Dixie, right? Of course, I'm not on duty. Right. Dixie, we've known each other for a few years, and I've always wanted to tell you that... <laughs> A shift, roll out, utility worker stuck on tel- telephone pole. Christ. 
I'm going to go too. Uh, I'll talk to you another time. No, 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 no. Stay here. This will be like five minutes. I, I swear. I promise. Montage of truck leaving the station, pulling onto the freeway, pulling off the freeway, arriving at the accident. Exterior, city street. Truck pulls up to a stretch of busy street. Utility worker can be seen strapped to a telephone pole. He's clutching at his chest. Why was Dixie still at the station as we were leaving? Because our date isn't over yet. What? That's not a date. Then what do you call it, smart guy? An unfortunate turn of events. The men get out of the truck. Roy climbs up the pole like a lemur, throws the utility worker over his shoulder, and easily carries him to the ground. John speaks into the biophone. Dr. Brackett, uh, we've got a middle-aged man with signs of a heart attack. Uh, We'd like to administer an IV. An ambulance is on its way. Go ahead with the IV. Administer RM-237. As Roy readies the IV, John hangs up the biophone. Don't worry there, utility worker. Unlike my partner's date, you aren't dead on the line. You watch, man. She's going to be kissing me all over by the end of this day. Interior, fire station 51, break room. Dixie sits alone at the table. The door is casually opened by a cool-looking John. Sorry about that. Yeah, I've got an early day tomorrow. Can we pick this up another... John sits down. Dixie, I asked you to sit down to coffee because I need to tell you that since I first saw you at the intake desk three years ago, I've been... Fuck! A shift, roll out. The mayor is one foot stuck in a urinal. City Hall. Don't go anywhere. Montage of truck leaving the station, pulling onto the freeway, pulling off the freeway, arriving at the accident. Interior, City Hall bathroom. Roy is doing chest compressions on the mayor. His foot is still stuck in the urinal. John is on the phone. We've got the mayor stable, but we'd like to... Exterior, gun range. Roy attends to a man who has shot his thumb thumb off john is on the phone administer interior apartment kitchen roy is checking the vitals of a man a box labeled rat poison sits next to the coffee pot a woman stares bullets into the man john is on the phone an iv interior fire station break room dixie and is halfway out the door when john comes running in from the back dixie just wait i'll be quick you're a girl i'm a guy i really really want to john stares off into the middle distance you want to what that Damn coffee. John runs for the door and shoves Dixie out of the way. Dixie falls to the ground. Move, Dixie! Roy helps Dixie back up as the door to the men's bathroom slams shut. Roy, are, are you okay? What was that all about? Oh, I'm fine. John just must have had some kind of emergency. Oh, forgot. Just, God damn. No. Just God, oh, for I that's how you do it. Hate everything that's how you do it. that is no, that's how you do it. And then she stared, and then that's 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 the cold open of this episode. <laughs> this whole fucking episode. Well, Mark, uh, Andrew, uh, I'd love to read my pages, but it appears we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> that's a real, nuts. that's a real shame. We only have the studio space for so long. Good pages, Mark. I, I imagine if. There was a Mad TV at the time, and you were writing sketches for it. You really would have hoisted them by their own petard. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Episodic Memories. If you'd like to email us, you can always do that by emailing us at botvpodcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash botvpodcast. And you can follow us and subscribe on iTunes. Leave a review there. Let us know. 
laughed at Mark's poop joke. It's just, you know, just, you know, what that script, you know what that script felt like? Yeah, just get the fuck out of here. Uh, yeah, it's, he's doing all his Foley work over there. Great. He's out of the room, everybody. Uh, and uh, anything else? Anything else? Going once, going twice. Mark apparently had his own emergent we set it up at I know, the beginning I know, I know, I know it, it was tight you, I know, you don't have to get you don't have to get angry we'll see the old boys would like that I know, I know. we'll see you next time